If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. with Alexis Texas and we are back season three and today private talk we have a special guest on the couch we have Stephen Belafonte I feel like it was a perfect time we've kind of been um, wondering if you were gonna come on the podcast I know you're friends with my business partner one of those things but I feel like because of the time in the world and everything going on and how chaotic things have been and just recently coming off the heels of like Johnny Depp and Amber Heard case and like a lot of men being falsely accused of thing and not really having um, a platform or really even a voice. Like when something's out there, we don't have any way to retract it without, with you know, even if we have facts, sometimes they don't believe our facts. And yes. I feel like I was really intrigued by your story. I feel like, you know, us being in the mainstream world, we always hear all these things, but not all of them are ever true. Yeah. So I um, definitely, I'm happy that you are here to finally speak your truth because I feel like there's been a lot of people that, you know, when you've brought your truth to them, have tried to still shut you up and like l- not let you tell your story. So I feel like it's time for you to tell your story. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's been it's been a hard road. I think the because of the Johnny Depp uh, trial and stuff, I think that people are maybe a little more open to the fact that someone could possibly just lie, male or female could possibly just lie on the other person um, and, and, and really turn being a victim into being the, I guess the, the aggressor, well not the aggressor, but like more of a, you know, um, the person that's victimizing. Well, the villain, you know what I mean? The they, villain, there's yeah. always like a, a villain in every story. I feel yeah. like, you know, it's unfortunate. Um, you know, I thought it was important too, is like me being a female, me being in, you know, the adult entertainment industry and now being a media outlet myself is, you know, that's always, there's been Me Too things, there's all these things where you know, you know, women always side with women and you know, me, me myself, is, I've been in situations that haven't always been the best relationship wise, so I feel like I'm a devil's advocate where I like to hear the story from all points. And I feel like- <laughs> I never knew you were um, in the adult industry you before. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> it's funny. Um, but yeah, so it's like one of those things where it's like, I feel like because you get it labeled, as yeah. myself, why I say labeled, yeah. um, you know, I don't, I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to, you know, do any, any of that. And so I feel like it's the perfect time to kind of speak about a little bit what's been going on for years now. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, listen, uh, how do you want to jump into I it? Like, I like how I threw you off of the adult entertainment thing because one of those your accusations <laughs> was that you owned a porn company. I never was employed by you ever in life, so I've never, never seen you before today. Um, <laughs> that no. is, that is, that's interesting. You knew that. There, one of the accusations, let me, let me go through some of the accusations. Maybe, maybe I can start there. Um, I was never charged, so uh, my accusations were I was a sex trafficker. So let's uh, let's let's rewind just a little yeah. bit. So for everybody for private talk out there is you were in a very high profile relationship yes. and accusations and things when things went south, all these accusations were being made and these are some of the accusations that were made. Yes. I um well, first of all, I was I was completely um, blindsided by it. Uh you know, we we had a normal uh well, I would say normal. I don't know if there's a normal proceedings for divorce, but we were talking normal. There was no issues and then out of the blue, um I guess given the lawyers that Melanie had uh, gotten, they I think they told her, listen, we know how to clobber this guy and put him on his ass and you'll get what you want. And that was, um, you know, uh, you know, her getting all the financial, uh, you know, all of our money. Uh, and also she wanted full custody of our daughter. So, so these are all things like, so you, you were, how long were you in a relationship for? Uh, married about 10 years. So married for 10 years. Yeah. You're married for 10 years. How long did it come to the point where you realized that this wasn't working for either one of you? Like you needed to have these conversations now, like what are we gonna do? It's not just like we're like some Joe Schmo you know, couple, we have assets, we have yeah. you know, children, we have all these things in, in bed. How does that come up in an amicable you know, situation? Were, were you guys both already in other relationships? Did you just know that it just wasn't gonna work and it was for the best interest? How does that start? That conversation um I guess it was just I mean you know I brought it up I think that it was um you know Mel had an, uh, you know a drug problem uh, and an alcohol problem and and her drug and alcohol problem uh, you know it was a weird scenario because you know she would just get wasted all the time and everyone around her would was like oh my god she's okay like you know and now these are known facts no. That she's had a drug and alcohol problem. Yeah, we were in court about it. Yeah, okay. yeah, we were in court about it. I mean, I had um, you know videos of Melanie doing cocaine around the kids, me yelling at her, "What are you doing?" Like you know her. Um, and so you never partaked in any of these incidences, like I, as I far as like partying. I or never. Like, no, you know, I haven't. Done, sometimes you know we're couples. You know, so one may do something, but may not do the other. I don't. I I, I don't ever. I mean, I have ten thousand email um, emails uh, to the therapist, to um, to her, to you know, just videos of it. And never once is it mentioned that I ever do drugs. So I did all my drugs when I was younger. So you were just over the situation. You try to make it work. 10 yes. years didn't work. You yes. know, it's like, I mean, that's- a, It wasn't going a, anywhere. So then sure. you literally just, but I thought that we could do it peacefully. Um, we had peaceful now, conversations. Also, sorry to interrupt you, but you, so being in a marriage like that, where are you automatically intertwined with business? Like, were you part of like a business manager to her? Is that because, you know, there's the yes. other allegations was, you controlled all her money and anything that she did, she had to ask and all these things. Now, anybody you know that has money in, in these industries, there is a business manager or those things that are allotted to those things sometimes. So did it automatically take on that role or how did- I wasn't the business manager. Mike Sobelman and Alex Yu were- um, But you uh, controlled the finances. Well, we had joint bank accounts. Okay. So we had joint bank accounts, but Alex Yu, so we had a, we had a um, I guess a system in play. So the system goes like this, a bill comes in and then Alex Yu gets an approval from me and from my ex-wife. So he got approvals from both of us if there was any big bills. Any small bills, like paying something on a credit card, it was of no, uh, you know, there wasn't a system in place. But any big purchases or any bills being paid out, 
everything got paid through Alex Yu. And all of that's common. What do you mean common? Common for relationships that who have big money like this, where it's like. I mean, listen. I mean, what she alleged was I controlled the money, but when it. But that's to, what I'm saying is yeah. like why I'm even starting any of this was just because some of us out there don't know what that means to have people, you know, we make our own money, we make our own bills, we do our things. So yeah, I'm just yeah, yeah. setting this, the picture yeah, of yeah. what we, that means yeah. is once you're in a high profile situation, it's not as easy as like, hey, I'm taking my money, you're taking yours. No. There's a lot more into it. There's a it lot more than into in, it. You know, and that's yes. why I feel like is why I'm leading this picture is because if it was so easy to say what she's saying, then the documents that you have would show otherwise, but that's not the case. Well, yeah, I mean, well, of course. So, I mean, you got to understand. So, Alex, you and Alex, um, um, Alex, you and Mike Sobelman and everyone that were at the um, the accounting firm, pretty much said that I didn't touch money. I purposely never touch money. I mean, I'm in business stuff right now with clients and stuff. I never touch money. It's my. It's it's just something I learned a long time ago. When you don't touch the money, you don't ever have to explain where the money went. So I never touched the money. Everything got paid through, uh, uh, you know, Alex, she had her own credit cards, mm -hmm. which we have tons of records on. I think the problem was is that Melanie, let me slow down. Melanie was able to say anything, okay? So there's a lot of moving parts in this relationship. And Melanie was able to say anything without any type of recourse or like no one even second guessed it. So Melanie would say, Stefan controlled all of our money. Um, Stefan left and, and made me broke. And by the way, just so you know, I'm saying this on a public platform, so if I'm lying about something, I'm liable to get sued for libel, yes. all this stuff. So, um, you know, Melanie said that I took all the money. Well, in the forensic uh, uh, evidence, Melanie emptied all of the bank accounts. Melanie had her own credit card. Melanie uh, said that, you know, uh, uh, approved all of the different things. but. The whole thing never went to court from any of the allegations of sex trafficking or me having a gun or me beating her and everything is because like a couple days before court, she dismissed everything. People don't understand that Melanie Brown had the utmost control. Think of this. I'm a horrible person. I beat her. Um, I control her finances. But not only that, she has a big platform that everybody has all the, you know, these supporters already. Yes. So she has so. all this, but she's, she has the upper hand at this point. My name is Mud. I'm completely pretty much like homeless. Um, she has all these supporters and anything that she says is pretty much God. Um, I don't get to see my daughter. So she has that in, in, in control too. And then she decides I'm going to dismiss all of the allegations. We're talking about 156 allegations of rape. I'm talking sex trafficking. I'm talking pornography. I'm talking about impregnating a nanny. I'm talking about so many things. And at the last second, she said, I want to dismiss them. Now, when she dismissed all these allegations, I got three years of alimony, $180,000 each. So she had to pay for that. Um, I got to see my daughter, which was most important. I got to see my daughter immediately. I got probably 30% custody at that, at that given moment. So why would Melanie dismiss all the allegations? There's only one reason. The part of the deal was no one got to see the videos of her abusiveness, her craziness, her drug use, her, uh, you know, Melanie put out there, I mean, this is just, you, you don't have to, it's mind blowing. Melanie put out this huge thing that I forced her into threesomes. One of the main videos that Melanie was like, oops, forgot Stefan had that one was, me having sex with a person and Melanie sitting at a desk, fully dressed, telling me what to do and how to do it, turning the camera around on her own face going, 
I fucking like it. Mm. So it, it wasn't necessarily the picture she was painting for everyone. And also on top of that, all the evidence would have come out that Melanie didn't leave the house dead broke and with $5 in her pocket. She emptied all the bank accounts. She was living in a 30,000 or $20,000 or $30,000 a month place in Beverly Crest off of Mahalan. She, um, Eddie Murphy gives her $20,000 a month for child support. Mm. I mean, you know, so, she, and we weren't together. She was away from me for months, so obviously she was making money. So, you know, a lot of things that Melanie didn't want to come out, but now, because it was so easy for her, Melanie has went to all of these, you know, shame on Harvey Levin. Shame on every one of these people that allowed her to just say something carte blanche. They reported everything, and at the very end, they just, they didn't want to, no follow-up. So she got to say everything. And then I got to be, uh, uh, you know, vic vi villainized as like the worst abusive the guy in the world. The sad part is like, who is accountable for that? There um, is no accountability. The media. No, well, the media. no, I mean, as far as like, well, as far as she should be accountable for saying lies that if there were, or, you know, allegations of certain things. And I feel like that's the issue that the world I feel like is having is like all these people are coming out and you don't know who to believe. Well, well, it's and like, now it's like, but not now, no, even with the Johnny Depp thing is there is facts. Mm -hmm. And then there's still like, there was a trial about basically their whole relationship from text messages to this, whatever that proved the truth. Yeah. And even then there was still people that had to know, not believe one side or the other. And that's why I feel like what's, it sucks is because relationships should be private, but unfortunately they're not. And then we have mainstream things involved. And then it's like, why put all this extra stuff is like, yeah. why keep you from your daughter? Why, you know, was it because she was upset and she was, you know, scorn or whatever? Well, my daughter but why lives with me. lie? You well, know? my daughter lives with me like 80% of the time now. So, so do you think, do you have a, a, a conclusion in your mind of why she made all these allegations up that oh. have no truth, that you have court documents that are proven that everything that she said was not valid well, and well, she well. dismissed it herself and not even just a court? Well, I mean, here's, here's what it is. It's very simple. Everyone's always looking for that answer. Like, what did you do to make her mad? Or what happened with this? Melanie got thrust into something. And what happened was her lawyers came to her and said, listen, uh, the guy Larry Crackman or whatever his name is, and then this, uh, the, there's another woman, I forget what they call her, Susan Big Lip, Susan, I, there's a nickname for it. They would say Susan Big Lip Weiner, Susan Weiner. So I don't know. But um, they were her lawyers, and they literally um, came to her and said, listen, we have a plan. I used to be a federal prosecutor. I think Larry worked with the feds or whatever. And we have a way to bring hellfire on this guy. He's not going to know what hit him. And Melanie in her brain started believing the worst thing you can ever believe in a divorce is, I'm going to win this divorce. Because lawyers win. No, no one else wins. The children yeah. suffer. Everyone suffers. So she went along with it. And when it happened, it became so easy. And she went, wait a second. The feds just raided his house looking for on live TV, on TMZ, raided my house, looking for like a gun, looking for sex trafficking, looking for all this stuff. And she went, this is kind of easy. You know what? He also beat me. He also raped me. He also did this. He also did that. And the problem was in the state of California, there's a non-litigation law. So Melanie's able to say this stuff through the courts without any recourse. I can't do anything about it. She could say, I anything you know what I mean like how did that make you feel I mean I I mean beyond lo beside losing my daughter and what was going on I I was I told you I was I want to I, I, I was thinking what bridge which uh 
which pill bottle of pill like i didn't want to live i mean because i mean not only that like and that's why i feel like these stories are, are meant to be heard and all those things is because yeah it may have been so easy for her to say those you know allegations but she expected your life forever in an entity but i think that's I mean? what she wanted to do you know, so she, but, she, but she, that's still just because you want to do something doesn't mean that that means it's the right thing to do. No, of and that's not. why I'm saying is like why I think that it's important for you to like speak your truth is like, you know, I felt the, the biggest thing was is when you're telling like when she'd have interviews and now she's an advocate for, you know, domestic violence and based off the heels of the story from you, yeah. you know, and it, like and if it's loosely, lightly, whatever, yeah. you know, implied it still affects you today because that happened how many years ago but now yeah. it's still portrayed to do something else and are you the right woman for the job if you're lying to everybody well i mean she's just and, using you know, and, and how are you glorified in a situation and how do you know what's right or wrong well she's because just using she, everyone and so everyone who literally from the the tmz's to the daily mail to the i mean i watched wendy williams say the worst things in the world about me having no idea that the person she's talking about it completely lied and here's the here's the whole thing that really is the the crazy thing melanie made all these accusations now mind you these aren't charges these are accusations she's accusing me so after she dismissed everything now she's out of the court system so she can't say things because now i can sue her so from the time that she dismissed everything it's been about four, four or five years about five years She's never once said, including in her autobiography, what happened to all the rape? That I, 156 things of rape. What happened to me beating her every day? What happened to me controlling her finances so she didn't have it? She but then would some people say, like, is there something in place that she's not we, allowed to talk about? No, we have nothing in place. We so have that would zero. be the exact place where she should talk about everything that would have been ever happened if that was the thing that happened to her. She should talk about her autobiography. She should have talked about it in any one of these meetings that you're helping victims out there and not now move to he was mentally abusive. She's never said in any of these interviews that I beat her, I raped her, I was a sex trafficker, I was in the porn business, I had sex with the nanny. In fact, I ask everyone, and this is what's really crazy, you think about this, any huge media outlet right now, all they have to ask is Melanie one thing. Melanie, you settled with the nanny that you accused of your husband getting pregnant and diverting all this money to and all this other stuff that got proven that to be a lie, you gave her $2 million for her silence. And, and, and by the way, it didn't come easy. She had to go and fight Melanie because Melanie kept trying to get out of going to court with her until like, I guess, I wanna say, maybe not the Supreme Court, but it got, it, it got heard by like three higher up courts or whatever, I don't know which one it was, but it was a really high up court, court that said, Melanie, you're going to go to trial with her and you're gonna go sit on that bench and answer these questions. Next day, $2 million, I'm settling. When can a man go and do the things that were said in that she made the nanny tattoo property of Mel B on her vagina? I have the picture of it. She finessed this girl into, I'm gonna help your career if you do this. I'm gonna do this, So I'm you guys didn't have like a three-way relationship, poly relationship, it was no. just she had a singular relationship with this nanny and then got upset because of the situation and made it more than what it was? She got obsessed with the nanny. There's text messages of her saying, I, mean, I wanna date you. I mean, a tattoo saying, you know, Melby's property is a big, is a big ass. That's a, that's a big it's ass. It's a big ass. It's a big ass, but she, really and then it all happened that the nanny turned her down and that's when everything went sideways with the nanny and the truth is is that you know she she told the world that i 
got the nanny pregnant. And part Which of the lawsuit was... not true or no, true? No, of course not. It's not true. And the I reason why it's not ask. true is because that's why the nanny was suing Melanie for defamation of character because she had the text messages of telling Melanie, hey, I got pregnant by someone entrusting her and Melanie going, oh my God, I've had multiple abortions. Don't worry about it. I'll take you there. And Melanie even paid for the abortion. Okay. So then to go turn around and say that I funneled money and paid her $300,000 and then they, the accountants looked at what the 300000 was and it was from five years of her salary. So it sounds big when she says it to TMZ or wherever and then when you look into it, it's nothing. So Melanie dropped that. If you look at everything she says in every interview, it's a horrific lie. She'll say, I haven't been able to be around a man in years because I was still... Within like months, she was dating a Beverly Hills cop and broke the married, he was a married man whose wife was pregnant and broke up their marriage. Within months of us separating, mm. there's pictures of them, there's articles of it. That's not girl power, hooking up with a girl that's, I mean, with a, a guy and you're pregnant. That's definitely not girl power. But everything she said, for some reason, no one looked into it. It's just. So why do you think she gets away from it? Because of money, power? Why, I mean, why I, do you. I, well, I think that. Um, because I mean, all these things is like you're not. I mean, you're the biggest one that obviously you have an issue with it because you have you know a child and all these things invested. But like you said, she's in all these lawsuits with other people as well. So it's like they always tell you if yeah. it's if you keep getting in the same problem, maybe you maybe you should look at yourself because yeah. you know just because we can throw money on it doesn't mean that what you're doing is right. You know what I mean? You're settling because yeah. you're normally usually wrong. She's she settled with uh, Gary Mental on her the last guy who just sued her. She has so many victims out there that she's settled with. No one goes to the victims and just says, "Hey, listen, we just want your story real quick." Not not even a press story, just an inquisitive person. When I called Women's Aid, Women's Aid is the the the, the it's a really amazing um, uh, um, you know I guess for domestic domestic violence. Yeah. It's an organization in the UK. When I called them and told them, "Hey, Melanie is clearly telling you lies. Don't believe me. I'm a liar." I have all of the proof from forensic accountants and from right before we went to court. They told me pretty much, F you, we don't care. I was like, but, but there's, there's and, other victims. But do you think that that's only because she's Mel B? I, I think that they because are sacrificing real victims to be able to have a person like Mel B be the face and of... stand for it. stand for it, yeah. And see, and that's why I have an issue is because I don't think it's fair to lie about you know in everybody's situations of domestic violence you yeah. know maybe it wasn't her relationship with her and maybe she's had another other things too but i think it's just it's um it's a shame that it has to be glorified when it's not a when it's a false story mm -hmm. you know what i mean I've, i there's so many people that have real stories of and course. real messages and real meaning behind yes. that really want to give you know do justice for these women that have a, a voice for them a platform and all these things where it's not fair when you're being proven time and time again. It's like, if that's who you want to have the face of your company or your organization, like when do we draw a line? Like just because we want any celebrity to support us, are we just supposed to back it because that's what they said that you're supposed to do? Pierce Morgan, listen to this, Pierce Morgan's been around my wife and I before. Um, he- Are you currently married or are you talking about your ex-wife? My, my ex-wife, my ex-wife, okay. sorry, my, my ex-wife. But um, so Pierce Morgan is doing a segment with her, one of many that he's done. Um, and he's talking about, you know, me being like a, you know, abusive person, this, that, whatever. He goes to ask Melanie Is a there question. any record of you ever being an abusive person in their prior other relationships, this relationship, yes. anything? This is where this happens. So in, in my entire life, in my entire life, I had an ex that um, we were together for like five years. 
Um, and this is where the, I guess the lawyers got the idea to come up with this. So I had an ex and we got into an argument one night and I grabbed her phone and I threw her phone and we pushed each other. Wait, but this is the truth. I mean, you can look it up. You can, there's a, there's a record of it. Um, it wasn't a felony. It wasn't a whatever. Um, but I, I admitted to it. Mm-hmm. I said I did it. I wasn't no, you know, um, thing. And from that, I think because I admitted that one time, one time thing that I threw a phone and so we pushed each other. you were an easy target. Which I was an easy target. And it was the right time. Mm-hmm. And then Melanie went, went on to do this stuff. So she's on there with Pierce Morgan. And Pierce Morgan, I had left a message knowing that he was going to do this this uh, interview. Um, you know, interview. And, and I said, listen, can you ask her just one question? Why is it from the time that she's been out of this, the allegations were dismissed, she's never once said anything about me raping and sex trafficking and beating her and the horrific things that she said. Can you just please ask her while you have her on air? So Pierce Morgan says to her, hey, you know, uh, Stefan called and wanted to ask something. She said, he doesn't deserve a voice. You don't ask me anything about him. He does not deserve a voice. You don't ask me anything. And Pierce Morgan goes, yep, you know what? You're right, you're right. Right there, I said, wait a second. Pierce Morgan, was one of the huge guy in this in this game, literally thinks that a person doesn't have a voice because of an allegation. No foundation, just a person that's a celebrity. So essentially a celebrity's voice is much better than a regular person's voice. And I called his executive producer and I said, you know, I talked to his executive producer and I recorded it. And the executive producer, I told her, listen, I have this evidence, this, 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 not my word. Forget about my word. I'm a liar. Here's the evidence. And she said, Stefan, we're not prepared to make Melanie out to be a liar. We're not interested in making her up. I said, but you're, you're not prepared. Either there's the truth or there's the lie. You don't, you're not and making. And I think that that's kind of with me. It's like, it's so like what that is, I could understand why he could be empathetic with her when her saying that because you've called and then like you're supposed to be this big villain. The empathy, like the impact of that person and him getting an interview is you wouldn't think that someone would lie about such severe and not, they're not just like loose things. There's like yes. very specific things that I feel like that's why some people I feel like gravitated to like, well, how could you make this up? Yeah. How could you do these things? But that's, you know, but was, but was, but I mean, as specific as you having a sex trafficking thing that you owning all these things, those are pretty specific things where other, you know, FBI, this, that, and the other, all these, you know, organizations came to your home. That's pretty specific where some people could just like, oh yeah, he fucked this person. Nobody cares. No one's going to be. Oh no, no. She was specific. But that's what I'm saying is, but that's, that's the unfairness thing of like, it's so easy, but most people wouldn't think that someone would saying lie. those things would lie. And not only that, because of the person whom you are showing the world that you are and what you're encumbering. So that's what I think that is the troubling part is that anybody can lie. No, nobody is perfect. Yes. We are, you know, there's right and wrong. You know, yeah. there's good and evil. There, you know, all those things are right. You know, things, it's, it's, things happen. What the problem is, is the people, like what you said, if she's had yes people in her, in her corner the whole time, entire time and she went through this route and now she can't not be in it because you can't retract because now she's lying but you're still lying well, it, so it's, well, it's like also, how do you get out of it you know what I mean because right now it's like 
how is your relationship with her now? You have a daughter. You say she's with you 80% of the time. You, you know, do you have no contact? Do you completely not say anything to each other? You have, you know, how do you, how does that coexist? Because that's the, the, the bigger picture is not only clearing your name because you've already done that with these documents to a point, but now it needs to go to a bigger message and a bigger masses. But what is the bigger picture for you? Like, how do you integrate your daughter into all these things where like letting her know what's right or wrong? And do you, you know, how do you play that out? I mean, listen, my, I, I have a really, I'm, I'm, I'm a super lucky guy. I mean, my daughter's very intelligent for, you know, for age and kind of really just, she understands a lot of things mm -hmm. about, uh, you know, uh, what happened. She was right there. She, she kind of saw everything firsthand. Um, you know, I, I don't, Melanie and I don't have any, uh, we, we talk through an app that is used uh, by the, like a court order yeah, type thing. Uh, yeah. So we talk, we talk through, um, uh, I forget the name of it. Um, anyway, but anyway, it's a, you, 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 that way no one can say anything or she says, Oh, I threatened or I did this or I did that. And with Melanie, you have, I have to be very, very careful because Melanie lies at any given point. My daughter needed to get braces right now. And, um, she called the, 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 the doctor's office. First of all, she didn't want her to get braces and she was adamant she doesn't get braces. Um, the, the doctor was saying that she sh should definitely have braces or whatever. So she calls uh, the doctor's office recently and she said, I have a restraining order with him and he beat me and we don't have a restraining order. I never had a restraining order on you. I had a temporary restraining order that got thrown out because of the court and this thing. was like years ago. No, years ago, but she'll tell someone today. But today, but that's, but then Melanie again, will tell like, people today. Has I she have, ever at, like had any like, and, and it's not to like say that there's an issue, but like mental health issues. Like had someone that's being that like habitual of a liar, like that's not something that you just do, like you do just for fun. It, those are things that are like evident things. Like that's no one questions fucked her. Fucked up. No, no, I when, mean, when, no, when no one questions that, you. And it's like, now it's like your daughter's doctor. Like where does it end? Wait, wait, <laughs> listen. When no one questions you, you don't have a limit. So no one questions Melanie because she's a victim. First of all, she's in the victim thing. So she, she's a fake victim, but she portrays herself as a victim. So you would feel like a complete piece of crap to say to a person who really went through this stuff to even question them and go, well, wait a second. But Melanie has this carte blanche right now where she'll say any lie about anything and people just believe her. She'll say, um, you know, oh my God, he beat me and he did this and he did that and, 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 and I have a restraining order and we don't have a restraining order. I, they, they, where did I beat you? Where did, like, she, but she'll lie and lie and lie and no one, no one questions her. Okay, so with all of these facts now yes. that we have out here, we mm -hmm. know, you know what I mean, a little bit more in tune to like, you know, we knew the allegations, we didn't know the in-depth of certain things. Mm -hmm. Where are, how has that affected you moving forward like business-wise? Because now we talk about like, let's go back and I hate like using yeah. an example, but the Johnny Depp thing, whatever. Yeah. It was based off of roles that he lost. It was about, you know, all these things that money-wise is because we're in entertainment and you already had a name before you were with her and you worked hard for that, you know what I mean? And yeah. being in the, this world, how did that affect you? And I mean, what did you do for, like, what did you do other than like, did you lose friends because of it? Did they believe you? Did people come up to you and tell you, hey, did this really happen? Did that offend you that you would even think that that was a thing? Is because nobody knows what happens in closed doors. I mean, I'm, I've been divorced for eight years. Yeah. I, nobody knew what happened was in my household and it wasn't always pretty, but from the outside looking in, we were great. You know what I mean? So things happen. 
I think I think a lot of people that were uh, really close was just like, I mean, what is she lying about? Because you know, most of those people were there watching her pass out on the floor or watching her go crazy or doing whatever. So I think the people that were close were like, oof, she's really going overboard. This like, girl's oh, this lost is gonna it. happen eventually. Exactly. And then I think people in business, um, you know, I think the word around town, at least you know, in the U.S., is that. Melanie's not the easiest person to deal with on set. I mean, she was screaming at people on, you know, America's Got Talent, and she's she's got her ways. So I don't think that a lot of people, I think in business, after it calmed down a little bit, and people that really know me and know how I am, you know, um, it, it, it definitely calmed down. But initially, it was... It what was, was the biggest deal you lost? I mean, I lost many deals. I mean, I had... But what was one for you that you were like... I had a, I had a, um, well, I was starting a film and there was somebody who was putting in the initial $3 million um, and they had done numerous uh, projects with me before, but we didn't know each other personally. It was just a business thing. Um, and immediately pulled that. Mm. That was just like, wow. And then other things. I mean, there's a lot of it's different just a things. ripple effect for sure. And that's why I effect. say it's like, it's, it's unfortunate. It's because as much as you've just proven everything that the allegations were, were a lie, nobody thinks well, about well they get to prove them that's but that's, the point. but that's the thing is nobody knows that yeah, exactly. and then nobody knows what on the other side of that like you know what I mean other than who your immediate like contacts of you know in yeah. LA are so that's the thing is like how do you move forward now like now because be, there has there been some time moving forward but you know is do people kind of just forget about it or do you they no. is, your, is your name always still going to be tied to this incident it will. I mean, that's why I'm sitting here right now. I mean, I'm going to talk about it. I didn't want to talk about anything. I, I thought at some point that Melanie would just go and do her or something. But for some reason, this I am a victim thing where she is making her rounds to every TV show, to every interview. It's about her being a victim. But she never says I beat her. She just says she was in an abusive relationship and she says mentally abusive. And by the way, you can't how do you even argue a mental abuse thing? Because if you tell your partner, fuck you or screw off or whatever, that's mental abuse. For so sure. now she's doing this. So I have to speak up. I have a daughter who looks at this stuff. I, you know, um, she's been teased before in school. A lot of different things that I thought, you know what? Let me just be the bigger man and just let it. But five years, six years later, she's running around carte blanche because she's a celebrity telling everyone that'll listen, she's a victim. And no one is asking her the basic question. Melanie Brown. How come if you're a victim, you're not fighting to, you, you, you said your husband raped you 158 times. There was blood and feces in the bed. He's a sex trafficker. He's in the porn business. How are you not fighting to your last breath to have your daughter with him 80% of the time? Like, how does this work? Like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It's the same thing, you know, going online. It's like, there are certain things that you can allege. And then once you like, you, yeah. once they are facts now and it's it's not the same thing it's you know your word is not as golden as it once was and it's unfortunate you know that that's happened and that's what i think is so sad is in these cases like the johnny depp and, your, and yourself yeah. it's like just because you you're a reputable man and all these things is like and you the relationship didn't work out it doesn't mean that it makes it okay for you to make all these allegations and try to ruin my life for the rest of my life because as easy as you said it it's not as easy to take it back well, she didn't care. I mean, that was her her first two marriages. You got to remember, her first marriage from her eldest daughter. She alleged that he beat her so a lot of the same things, and he was able. She was able to get full custody. The second one, she had a daughter with um, Eddie Murphy, and Eddie Murphy was like, "Dude, I want nothing to do with you. Get the hell away from me. You're you're batshit crazy." 
and kind of gave her full custody. So when it came to me, I think she just thought it was going to be cookie cutter as easy to give me, which I'll die for my daughter in real life. So you're not going to get me to walk away from my daughter um, by doing all of these little things about abuse and this and that. It didn't work. So through the 10 years that you were married, there was yeah. no ever like insight to like red flags that these things could ever be an issue at one point because this is a lot of like things that yes, you know, the, yeah. the yes sir, yes people to her and you know, this lifestyle that we live is grandiose to all these things, but there was never any inclination that you could have a target on your back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, you're so, for me anyway, I don't want to talk about everybody, but me, right? I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm like an old school New York guy. Like, I'm going to protect my girl no matter what, right? Somebody jumps out the bushes with a gun, they got to shoot me first. So I was so busy trying to be that guy and thought that, and by the way, it wasn't this way the whole time. This gradually started back up when Melanie started getting, like, known as an individual, as Melanie Brown, not Scary Spice, not Mel B., Mel then started to have like I guess a second hurrah of celebrity. Do you celebrity. think you're responsible for that? I mean, she states it in her book. I mean, I'm the one who put all of her deals together and stuff or whatever. Um, but I thought we were doing something for our end goal, our mm -hmm. game plan that you know that she and I had. But unfortunately, um, you know, Melanie. That the problem is is that when you. When you're in a relationship like this, you don't want to think that somebody could ever do this to you. Even if you see the person do things, you're not like thinking, hey, and even if they did, let me give you an example. There was a huge thing in our, um, and this is, this is very important for someone to pay attention to. In our marriage, there was a time that Melanie, we were living in the UK, and Melanie was in the hospital for like a week. When Melanie came out of the hospital, um, for some reason, uh, the... I guess a journalist or something said, look, it looks like she has bruises on her, right? Mm. And people ran with a story that I had put her in the hospital for abuse. Now, this is the farthest thing from the truth. I'm gonna tell you why she's in the hospital in a second, but I definitely had nothing to do with it of why she was in the hospital. But the problem was is that I was mad at Melanie and have the recordings of talking to her and saying, Melanie, why are you letting people beat me down and think that I'm abusive because you don't want them to know why you were really in the hospital. So Melanie was in the hospital because she had a drug overdose. Had nothing to do with me. That was Melanie doing her cocaine, Melanie doing her drugs. She was in there for seven days. If you beat someone up and they're in the hospital for seven days, you're talking about, I mean, listen, MMA fighters you're fight. Going to, I mean, you're going to jail. You're, there's other things going, you know what I mean? As soon as the person <laughs> hits the hospital, the hospital by law, every hospital pretty much in, in, in the U.S. and the U.K. for sure, in those two places, when someone comes in with physical things on them, there has to be a report. This is guaranteed. So she came in with no bruises, no nothing. She came in there, and she was in there because her kidney and liver and a bunch of other things were yeah. failing her. There's MMA fighters that beat the shit out of each other, and they're not in the hospital for seven days. Seven days is like your your liver's you're heavily, done. You're, you're heavily abusing drugs or whatever substances that you're. No, doing. no, I'm saying if you beat the person and they're in there for seven days, you're talking black. You know, you're talking yeah. like fractured this. I mean, seven days is a long time in the hospital. So she didn't. She would not admit to the the um her going in for a drug overdose. Now this is where it screwed me up. Cut to. When it was our divorce, Melanie says in our divorce that I beat her within an inch of her life. Th that's why she was in the hospital. This is in her report. This is what she said. I beat her to within an inch of her life. That's why she was in the hospital for seven days. This is our set, like the, the, the final time we're getting divorced. 
All of a sudden, in the middle of everything, she realizes, oh my God, I can't prove that. So then she writes in her book and then starts saying, I was so depressed that he was beating me, I tried to commit suicide by taking drugs. Mm. Not one person said to her, Melanie, you just said he beat you within an inch of your life to go into, and this is, you're not with him. You're not scared of him. You're talking so much shit about him. Why are you saying that I beat, that he beat you and now all of a sudden you were beaten up so bad through life that you tried to kill yourself? It was like she would just switch up at any moment and no one cares. No one cares. It's, I mean, it's the best carte blanche lie. I think that, I, I don't think that when, I don't think you're, well, let's say that. Well, you say no one cares. I think people care. I think at the yeah. time, the people that she was saying the message to, nobody cared because they wanted to believe her, her whatever she was saying to them. I think is now is the time it was like, when facts are facts, facts are facts. You know what I mean? And that's what I think that the, it, it needs to be more put a, like a, a, a precedence on is because that's what matters. I'm waiting for, if you said someone cares, show me. I want to see the Pierce Morgan. I want to see the but Harvey the, But the thing is, is, but okay, those people may not ever tell you, you know what, yeah, you're right, or, you know, and give you an apologies and on, on I don't any want of those things. But it just, even like with the Johnny Depp thing is, that to me shows that there's a step in the right direction of listening and when there's facts and there's facts. And even again, like he admitted to doing all the things that he did that wasn't illegal or any of those things. But I'm just saying is like, people don't think that people that we give this big nuance to people because you're a star and all these things could lie I could or do all these things you know what I, I, mean? I don't, and, I don't know I see it a little different because women's aid is a huge huge uh, organization in the UK they are aware that Melanie has abused people forget about me. yeah but you also this is the first time that you're sitting down and telling your story I feel like at, for whatever reason that was your own personal journey of why you chose to wait now and I appreciate you for coming here yeah. but that's also why is like not a lot of people has questioned her non-truths yeah. so it's like if you put it out there more and more I'm a believer just in manifestation it's like if you're speaking your truth and you can sit here with conviction and you're not lying and you have nothing to hide you have done everything right from getting your daughter back which was your most important point and again showing that if that's important to you it should be important to you, you made her together and you're still allowed to see her 80% of the time it's very telling I'm just saying is that it needs to be spoken about more it needs to be heard more on more platforms more you know yeah. things that there could be people that we look up to but we all we're human yeah, yeah. and we lie do you think she has any remorse from it all you think uh, that if she could take no, it back right now? No, not no, nothing. Because she's still doing it currently. No, yeah, she's. The, the, I mean, it's it's bizarre. It's 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 a weird bizarre. This morning, she sent me a message. I don't respond to these messages because they're 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 they're, they're weird. My daughter went to see her because it's summertime, so she sees her for two months in the summertime. My daughter, I put my daughter in UGGs to go on the plane. So it was a long plane ride. So my, my daughter doesn't wear Uggs in California usually. It's quite warm here. So she sends me a message and goes, because you have my daughter wearing Uggs all the time, she has to get her feet fitted in, in, in or, by an ortho, uh, orthopedic, orthopedic um, doctor and this. What are, you, what are you? So she's just looking for a problem to fight. Looking for, and this is from the big bad wolf who was like she was scared to death of and and I was this bad bad person. She, like, do you still have do you still have love for her? No, not at all. I have a zero. I have. I, can I tell you the truth? Yes. People always say, 
Stephanie, come on, you were with her 10 years and, and you had to have some good times. The reality is, is that I don't have dreams about her. I don't miss anything about her because when she decided to lie and tried to take away my daughter and, and, and did the horrific lies and things that she did, everything good about her went out the window. Not saying there wasn't good things. Listen, and I'm not even saying that she's the bad person, all she did was drugs. I was a shithead too. We had a, we had a, we had a even but thing. But that's why but it didn't did, work But out. I didn't beat her. Yeah. I didn't hit her. I didn't, I wasn't a sex trafficker. I didn't have a gun. I didn't, like all the things that she made up. But yeah, was, was I like an ass, asshole sometimes too? Fuck yeah. I wasn't like, this isn't like Melanie's the worst person. But we had a regular, what I would call regular thing. We didn't have anything physical. We didn't have anything overly crazy. You know, there was no control of, she's like, oh, he controlled my accounts. How do you have 1,000 million text messages to the accountant going back and forth that have nothing to do with me? You're controlling where the money goes. If anything, she had all the control, because you know why? She told uh, um, uh, Mike Sobelman in the very end, my husband's beating me. I need you to take all the money out of our joint bank accounts. He emptied our bank accounts based on her word. Now, if you think of that real quick, do you think I could have went to, uh, to Mike Sobelman, and he's at a big company, and said, you know, my wife's beating me. Can you empty? She, he would have called her immediately and said, Mel, what's going on? Stefan's trying to empty out the bank accounts. Did she ever put her hands on you? Um, no, I'm not going to say she was a, she was drunk, like, what the fuck, you this, whatever. But she wasn't abusive, like, punching me and hitting me and stuff, no. So vice versa, that you never put your hands on her? We never. We, ne we didn't have physical fights. There was no need for mm -hmm. it. So you got to understand this real quick. I learned a lot from that first time that... I let myself go when I threw the phone and I pushed the, the girl that I was with. Mm -hmm. um, for that, I had to go to um, anger management classes. Okay. And at first, I hated it. I don't need no anger management classes. This is corny. This is for weird. But then I had to go downtown in this whatever, whatever place. And I ended up being kind of the leader of the anger management and stayed for another four weeks. I was running the group because you know what? There was so many issues I had that I hadn't dealt with. And, you know, there was a lot of insecurities. There was, it was picking the right person too, to be honest with you. Like I was a horrible person at picking. We attract what we know, what we're putting out there. Exactly. So I was attracted, not even saying they were horrible. We were horrible. Together. Together. We were, we, exactly. We were a match and guessing. It wasn't so exactly. I was a lot more cognizant of what I want to bring in my life. And I'm, I'm not jealous. I don't care. I'm not a, you, you, I'm dating you and you want to go date. I don't care. Like life mm. is simple, short. When you die, you go in a box by yourself. I'm going in a box by myself. Let's try to make the best of it in between. And it is what it is. I don't want no problems. I just want to have a pretty, I want to have good enough, as good as life as I possibly can without all the stress. So what have you, what do you want? out of this whole message that you're now speaking up. This is the first time that you've spoke about it. You, you know, you, what is your message? My message is I would love for any one of these people that call themselves journalists, any people that have journalism, uh, journalistic integrity, um, or any people that including the women's aid organization, um, to take a look at some of the evidence. Don't look at what I say. I'm a liar. Forget it. I'm the worst liar in the world. Don't believe anything I say. Only look at the, the evidence, the facts. Don't believe me. So if you will take a look at the facts and say, Melanie paid this, this young female off $2 million and this is what she's alleging. How can we have a person that's the face of our organization? Or Melanie said very clearly these things right here and they're completely 
They're completely a lie. How can we have this type of person? And then the people that were so eager to report, you know, the Harvey Levins of the world that sat there for a half an hour and had a whole little program about me um, without ever asking in the very end and going, wait a second, she dismissed everything. This doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. She's never said I hit her since then. In her autobiography, she doesn't say it. You asked me very yeah. clearly, Stefan, do you have anything that prevents you or her yeah. from talking about each other? No, I don't. Yeah. No, she doesn't. Yeah, I. you know, the thing is, is with, with all of this is I feel like people forget that we're human. Yeah. And people forget that there's multiple sides to stories. There's different reasons why people do things. Yeah. It could be for jealousy, sadness, yeah. in the wrong place, drugs, yeah. alcohol, whatever it is. But people don't think about the other side and the repercussions of what that does. And I think that people really need to take a serious look at like who we allow in our lives who we continue to put into our lives emotionally, like in our, not in this business, relationships-wise, is because I feel like, not that we could have prevented any of these things to happen, but I also feel like it's like, it's a telling lesson that anybody could do it to you. You know, yes. you, you know any, it, it could be anybody. Well, well here's the thing, and, and, and this goes because Melanie has a lot of fans from Spice Girls, right? So there's a person looking- Do you have Spice Girl hate club for you, I'm sure? Yes, yes, <laughs> but, but here's the thing. You know, and I don't have any hatred toward them. I get it. They grew up with her. This is a person that they idolize. They look at. They, they, they. You know, they. But they're hearing the wrong message. They're but, hearing it one-sided without no truth. Yeah, just, but, but, being, but, here's, you know. but here's the interesting thing. I say this right here for anyone who is a Spice Girls fan, right? Now, one of the biggest things that a Spice Girls fan would love to have happen is when the Spice Girls get back together. They have a reunion or whatever, right? Okay. So this is once again evidence right here. Not me. I have the evidence. Anyone can see it. Melanie was asked by the Spice Girls, um, I, I think it was Jerry or um, maybe Emma emailing her, and they were saying, hey, listen, let's do something for the fans. Let's do a big reunion right now for charity. And Melanie's response to that, on email I have, anyone can look at it, is fuck charity. I need money, I wanna pay some, I, I want money. Fuck charity, I want money. Now. If that, that's a person that can bring all the happiness to those fans and do some good with the charity, and her thing was, fuck charity, I want money. I mean, she threw her own husband under the bus because of a, a drug addiction problem and didn't want to admit to it. Are you really surprised? Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I you're, think, just, I think, you're just no, no, setting no, the narrative. They'll be surprised. Oh, for sure. It's setting the narrative of, knowing, of what the, yes. who you are idolizing. Yeah. Listen, Melanie went on a tangent and told the whole world that I stopped her from talking to her mother and her father. I have a thousand emails. I have the emails, very simple, that her mother would send her and CC me sometimes, or I would, she would send them to me afterward, where her mom says, we don't want you in our lives. You're a drunk, alcoholic, sex addict, weirdo. I mean, her parents would tell her off every other day. And then her dad passed away. Her dad had cancer for years, right? She didn't see him, didn't talk to him. He passes away. She does this huge, like, God, my dad passed away. All of the emails that he sent or said, I want nothing to do with you. You're a despicable, horrible person. And then she went and painted this whole thing of like, my dad died and that's when I came to Clarity and knew I had to get out of this divorce, uh, I mean, uh, this marriage that was I was being abused. I'm like, where is this coming from? Like, no one even gets it. Like, if they just sat down and looked at this stuff, they would go, it's highly delusional. It's troubling, you know, it's troubling. It, it really is. It's, um, you know, that's why I say it's like mental health is a real thing. I don't know her yep. situation at all. I'm not labeling yep. that at all, but from the accounts or whatever, I just 
don't understand from the level of I've been someone who's gone through a divorce. It was yeah. a, a divorce is something that I don't wish upon anybody. It was something that I chose to do myself first, but it definitely wasn't easy. Definitely not as tumultuous as your yeah. situation whatsoever. But again, knowing when you when you love somebody, not realizing that what people's evil could really do to get their, get their own gain, it's it's um, it's it's alarming. Um, you alarming. know, and so it's one of those things where it's like you can only do what's good for you, and it's unfortunate sometimes you have to be the bigger person. Yeah. Um, and you've you've kept quiet for a very long time, and so you know I commend you for just really focusing on your daughter and getting those important things back and yeah. getting your life back on track because it should have never been off track because those things were allegations and they were you were falsely accused. And so I'm, if anybody doesn't say sorry, I'm sorry that that you had to go through that. Um, you know. I know that we talk about it business-wise. Has it hap uh, had an effect on you relationship-wise as well? Because that is a target on your, on your back as well? I mean, Did I women think... stay away or did you, you know, have to just have the gift of gab because you can talk so eloquently and that you're just like, tell them your story and they get it? Or... Yeah, I mean, I, listen, um, for... Or were you completely turned off because of this thought situation you're in? It could go I was, I was, um, you know, I, like I, fuck I, women. I, no, 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 not fuck women. But um, you know, I'm. I definitely wasn't looking to get into a relationship. I'm a good side piece. You know, um, I, you know, I, I'm good. I'll be there. We get this, that, whatever. But like, Did you, you start know, as her side piece. What'd you say? Did you start as her side piece? No, 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 okay, no, no. We had a, no, we had a, uh, you know, we had a real friendship and a real, you know connection and stuff that that you can't take that away it was it was real um what it turned out to be is no different than when you kind of look at you know the news and you see this couple was married for 25 years and the husband goes off and kills the wife or the wife kills the kids or the whatever sometimes people people's evil doesn't manifest itself for a long period of time and then if you put a little That's bit of drugs and alcohol and yeah. and then and then you got to remember you know, I, I would think of Melanie as the biggest narcissist in the world because that sympathy mm -hmm. fueled her to where I've never seen her champion something. I mean, this is a woman in her, in her deposition. Let, let me tell you how interesting this is. Melanie's championing so much about domestic violence. She gets her de deposition. And in the deposition, my amazing lawyer, Grace Jamra, has the know-with-all to ask her a question. She keeps hearing her say, this organization and the woman that runs the organization is like, like a sister to me and I love her so much. And Grace says to her, well, what's the name of this organization that you love to the core of your body and that you're, it's women's rights and this and, 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 this, and victims and um, uh, um, I, don't, I don't remember. Well, 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 who is the woman that you said means so much that's like a sister to you now that has really changed your life? Um, can I ask my assistant Gary? What? It's all for show. Melanie, yeah. she, when you ever watch her things, it's 65% of women that are, blah, 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 or whatever. she's not talking regular. She's saying it out of like. Um, she was, was taught or what is the word? Um, yeah, she's, she's, she's rehearsing it. It's rehearsed. It's, yeah, well rehearsed. it's well rehearsed. It's well rehearsed. You know, so, it's unfortunate because I do, you know, again, I, I don't wish domestic violence on anybody. Yeah. It's, you know, it can go both ways, female and male. I think that it's unfortunate that in a society that we live in today that it's so easily just to believe any story without any facts and yeah. because people do have empathy for people because we don't think that we would lie in those big situations and then when it is a lie, it kind of, you know, loses the luster of who are we empathetic to. But it's unfortunate that um, celebrities in, in her high power are taking, you know, 
her privilege that she's gotten this platform from all the you know these fans over yep. time to capitalize on something that shouldn't be her voice. And it doesn't mean that she shouldn't continue to go do her career and be who she is, but maybe they should sit this one out and not be on a, on a woman's board that you're talking about something that you really have no no clue to be talking about no clue you know whatsoever. there's other there's other candidates that can be out there doing a better job and really advocating for people to get a job done and know what that meaning feels like and really have a connection with these women and really make a meaning in it and, and they didn't pay off victims either they didn't pay off victims yeah that's a huge thing like what, what guy that's like uh, you know having a guy who's done multiple payoffs to women being on the the, the the head of a board for you know for victims and stuff it doesn't make any sense what is something in your life right now that excites you? You know, we talked about a bunch of heavy things, but yes. I know that's stuff that you have. Before like, that, you know, can I use the restroom? Yeah, we can take a little break. Yeah. All right, let's take a break and we'll come back. All right, Private Talk, we are back, and I hope you are loving the episode. I hope that you are getting a lot of information, because I know I have. It's important to always know both sides and three sides to every story, and just listening to the truth is most important of all. But before our break, we were talking about, describe something that's exciting in your life right now. I know we talked about a bunch of heavy things that was much needed. Yes. Get it off your chest, because you got to have your voice out there. But what's currently going on with you right now that is very exciting to you? Do you have any new business endeavors? Is it just because it's summer? Your daughter's out of school? What's, what's going on? Most exciting thing for me is having my daughter all the time. So um, yeah, other than that, everything else is, you know, my life is going well with my work. Um, with uh, you know, just everything, my personal life, everything you know is, is going is going well. Um, definitely a lot better. Um, you know, I, but my daughter. If, to answer your question, my daughter. I spend a lot of time with her. We do a lot of like amazing stuff. And uh, what kind of you know? How old is she? What kind of like human is she? Is she into? She just her own little person. Is she into fashion? Is she liking all the music out there? Like, how is it being a girl dad in this like current time? You know, regardless, yeah. you know, all the stress that. You know, you dealt with, you know, her mom's situation. You seem like a very good and like down to earth dad where it's like you want to put those core beliefs in your child. Like, yeah, I mean, listen, my, my daughter's a really uh, smart, intelligent, uh, just she just got um, uh, into the uh, smart and gifted, uh, smart and talented, uh, talented and gifted program at school, which they only select like six people out of the whole school. Um, she's 10 years old, but she's. 10 going on 30 now, you know, young kids now are, they're, they're quite uh, quite intelligent. But yeah, we do everything together. You know, we cook, we we hang out. I talk to her about real life stuff. She's like my best buddy, you know? She told me- She's your um, boss. Well, she's, she's my, she's my uh, yeah, she's, well. We, she's got, there's boundaries, but she's your boss. Boundaries, yeah, you yeah, know? she's my boss, she's my boss. She definitely knows how to like use the little daddy's girl thing on me. Um, I'm but, a daddy's girl, I know how that goes. You flip your lip one time and she's like, Oh no, she knows it. how to, I'll be like, you buttering <laughs> me up, you buttering me up. She's like, I ain't buttering you up, dad. You know, but um, you know, she's, she's, she's definitely, um, you know, uh, very creative. She's painting, she comes to the studio with me. She's around a lot of artists, she sings, she's recording videos, she edits things. She's very definitely, you know, she got, she keeps a little journal. Okay. She's very into that, but then she also likes creating her own like little moisturizers. She wants to have a skincare line when she grows up. She, nice. she makes her own little lipsticks and stuff and she's like. That's she's, awesome. Yeah. I love that. I love how like, because of how like, oversaturated our world is sometimes it could be you think could be a bad thing I think yeah. it's sometimes really a good thing in the right places for children when you have those communities where yeah. they allow you to do those things because it's like at 10 years old 
I wouldn't have ever thought or know the capability of what that what? would even mean, yeah. you know what I mean? But also being around the environment that you're in and the community and knowing of like the, the what you could reach and obtain yes. with this dream, I think is really fascinating to see um, little minds work and see like where those where they really go and like uh, uh, aspire to be. You can really be anything nowadays. When someone tells you like you can be anything, you really can be anything nowadays. For sure, I think again, but I think a lot of it has to do with the community you surround or that you're in. Yeah. Because even with me, it's like I never. I'm like, what is my talent? I knew I was good at sports. I knew I was good at like things, but it wasn't like we didn't have as many resources. I yeah. think out there to know what my talents were until like later on in life. Then I was like, oh. This is what we're doing. Yeah. Dating life. What is that currently life? Um, nah, just I'm just. You're just I'm a just, side piece. I'm side piece side life. Piece. I'm, I'm, ch I'm chilling. Side piece life. Um, now you know why. Uh, getting in a relationship takes a lot. Like you know, especially you really want to go into a relationship where when I, I feel like, especially because of everything I went through, when you're at your best, right? Mm. And everything else is is kind of situated. Uh, I would say that I'm quite situated with my my daughter, um, my, my my career, but I just you know um, I'm just personal work. Needs yeah, per, needs yeah, some personal work. work. I need to just I, I need to I'm, I'm loving me. I'm loving me right now. So let's talk about that personal journey. Yeah. What's one thing that you've developed that you know like a tool that you've that you're working on currently? And just in my personal development. Yeah, personal I mean development. Just, I mean just everything. I mean anything that. You know, because we talk about like even like relationships. You know, like you know, COVID happened. There was a, a lot of time. There was downtime. A lot yeah. of people used it for some things. Some people didn't. Some people went to depression. Some people didn't. But I think that it also allowed us to, to like slow down. And either like with me myself, I'm a busy person all the time. Yeah. Was the first time that I was like, and I was, it was said earlier, I was like, I've been divorced for eight years. There were certain things that I didn't deal with. Yeah. That I I was over the relationship, but I didn't deal with the issues until I like the noise was quiet. So then it was like working on those things. COVID so was, was great for me. I agree with you. I mean, I, I was. So is there something like that, that that sticks out in your mind that like that you have more, you're more hyper aware? Um. I mean, I, I guess. You're I not perfect over there, Mr. Stephen. No, 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 no. But I've been. I'm going to be honest with you. I've been working on stuff for quite a while. So I mean, there's not that many things that like I'm like still. I mean, listen. Obviously, everyone's you know work in progress, but. I've been dealing with a lot of these things for a long period of time of really just trying to get shit together. You know, I, but they, then have you really learned the lesson? Because they tell you that if you haven't, you those keep those still things that you keep on dealing with keep on repeating themselves. I don't have those ways. issues. I don't have those issues. Okay. I don't have. So I don't you've have learned the lessons. Issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, listen, I'm a I'm a junior high dropout. Everything I learned had to be like I, I learned it like on the job training right there. So yeah, I mean, I don't really have a lot of issues like. You know, a lot of people that I know are like, oh, I have this drama or I'm fighting this or this argument. I don't I don't really have those things. I'm, I'm kind of, okay. you know, I, I'm not perfect, chill. but I'm chill. I'm like, I'm not bothered by that stuff. So you, there are all this crazy stuff that you diminished your career at one point, all the accusations, say all these things, but you still flourished and all those great things that you've done. What is one personal accomplishment that you would say sticks out above the rest? Like who um, made you who you are today? Um, I, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, if I had to answer, if I had to answer what came to my mind, like personal accomplishments that are like, um, you know, 
maybe your first big one that you're like that made you be able to have the business you know rolodex that you do the mindset that you do I the, was, you know avenues that you do where it's like you know there's something that always sticks out or maybe it was like the plateau of like you know you're like i was meant to do a b c or d um i i um i was homeless when i came out here and i met a guy named robert artura who had a company called college music video and i i begged him for a job and he, he told me no and i told him uh you know if you hire me for three weeks and 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 i'm good you know my mom always told me you know outwork everyone around you and you become invaluable so mm. i uh i was taking a bus to work for him i worked for three weeks and he um he ended, yeah he gave me the job so once i was with him with the job for you know for a little while i told him listen um i want to own half the company and uh or else i'm going to create my own company put you out of business um in the most respectful way um but you believe in yourself that's what, you know, what you gotta do exactly mm -hmm. and we ended up selling the company and making a lot of money um and then you know i, I did a, i've done a lot of crazy thing. I mean you know did you go to school for business or did you just have that instilled in your heart like you I, say you're from you know the east coast you I didn't that, finish like, ninth you know? grade so okay. I, didn't, I didn't even go to ninth grade so um I I went off in the in the world just to kind of see what it what it was about it was you know um you know I love my mom I get along with my mom really well uh, my mom uh was definitely uh not the biggest fan of it she, she couldn't really do anything because no one could tell me what to do when I was younger you know what I mean I was off doing whatever I wanted to I do I feel like you still live by that <laughs> nah, not really. Not no. I'm I'm bendable. I'm not bendable. as far as like you know maybe as what that is as harsh as that meant before. But I feel like you seem like a man who knows what he wants, and you're very yes. you're, you're standing your convictions. And I think that that is very like um, respectable because there's not a lot of men who really a stand for what they believe and like actually have convictions for it. Yeah, I mean I'm definitely a go getter. Like you can see with what you're saying, like what your words have action behind it without you moving from your seat I mean, that means I, I try to I try to be as is is you know like I said that's just the way I was raised I was raised very you know when you say something you do it you you, you keep your word you kind of and and that's the mindset like my mindset was I'm gonna get in and I'm gonna do things like you you got to think about this like I was just having a meeting with Elon Musk by myself and Elon Musk did I did a deal with Elon Musk I I got nominated for not me but my movie got nominated for Golden Globe or I my 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 client who I found from nothing just got nominated for two Grammys or this or that. Yeah. I've done so many things that I I, I brought a, a water company together that Mark Wahlberg has right now and and Diddy um, Aqua Hydrate um, and Brent Jones the the guy who was the I guess the CEO of the of the water company I was involved with like three years four years prior to bringing it to him. I've done so many deals and so many things behind the scenes with so many people. Um, so you don't know which one to pick. Okay, I feel you. I see you. My, my, yeah, I mean. But <laughs> no, but that's awesome. I, I mean, I respect that. It's I was going to say that thing that I did early on with College Music Video really set a precedence because I was, I was homeless. Um, I was really screwed. I was like literally taking a, a shower in a, a parking garage we were staying on in the bathroom down there taking a bus for about an hour and a half each way. He didn't have any idea I was homeless. And then I was working 10 hour days. Mm. So, and this is with the kids that I came out with, they were busy getting high, getting drunk, hanging out with girls, partying. And they didn't have any urgency like, yo, let me like. Get something together. Get something together. They're yeah. like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm homeless, but I can go crash on someone's couch or I'm getting high with some people and I'll stay over there for three days. I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. Don't I'm El Capitan. I'm <laughs> yeah. a boss's boss. I can't be like that. Like I got to be a little different. So yeah, that, that to me was something that like kind of stood out because and it was also 
you know, I had been told so many times and probably deserved it when I was younger. I was, I was, you know, piece of shit. I was, you know, I just, I wasn't the, the best of the be best by, by any means. So a lot of people had told me by, you know, 18, 19, you'll be dead or you'll be in jail. Mm. So I really started to believe that by 18, I was going to be dead there. or in jail. Like literally, I didn't think past 18. That's so, big. Yeah. So were you, because of that, were you just living so recklessly? You didn't care because you thought that in the back of your mind? I, I did think that I would die before 18 or 19. I didn't think I would live past it, so I didn't care. Interesting. With all the drugs I did, with this I did, that, getting in trouble, fights. I mean, I, I, I was doing, but I was Look violent. at you now. You, you know, it's really, yeah. it's, you know, it's persistency, it's consistency, it's knowing that you're more than what people think you are yeah. and like just standing up again for what you believe and your worth and knowing your worthiness when you walk into a room yeah and, and not crumbling and i almost did though i'm not gonna lie like anybody who tells you that going through some of that stuff that it's just a cakewalk man i was like Whew. i mean but how could it i mean you you've laid your truth out you've said you know the hardest things that you've had to probably go through currently in life and yeah. those are you know big things that anybody would do those things so it's not a shameful thing i think that it's really respectable to to say those things because again is why we say to speak up is because the more that we speak up in our in our situation there's someone out there that relates to you there's yeah. someone out there that's going through the same thing there's someone out there that could actually be like oh like i'm not the only one and those to me is maybe even more far and few between than the latter but that's more inspiring me to me than to just never say it at all and then you don't help anybody i, I started posting stuff on my instagram just on the story so many different girls got in touch with me and said Oh, Melanie grabbed me and, and, and grabbed my boobs right here. And this guy said, oh, my God, I saw her a little wasted. And, 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 and then she did this with this guy and that guy. And like, so many people hit me up. And I'm like, wow, people really have been affected in a negative way by her. And I tell them, listen, tell your story. Closed mouths don't get fed. I was told that yeah. by somebody. And it's not, it's not, it's not true. All right, so it's we're going to play. I know we've talked about a lot of things. Yeah. But now we're going to make this a little bit yeah. more fun. It's called Truth with Texas. I'm not going to ask you the craziest questions. But I'm going to ask you some questions yeah. in there. All right. So there's four aces. Each ace is a different type of suit. Each different suit is a different type of question. We're gonna yes. go through everyone. And I'm gonna know a little bit more about you. Okay. Ace, oh, don't drop it. Yeah. Ace of? Spades. Okay, it is a naughty question. Yes. Don't be alarmed. I know you know you found out I did porn before I got here. I know you still <laughs> don't own a porn company or ever have, but <laughs> I've been on a couple. <laughs> Um, do you like dirty talk? Yes. I like, <laughs> I like how that's very, um, uh, hard for you to answer. Uh, because dirty talk, okay, listen. So but, but from what side, I guess, is why I feel like I'm, you're being pensive. <laughs> no, because, see, dirty talk could be easily, I don't know, some people like, Oh, what's up, daddy? And like that—that that, that to me is not, and I don't you're like that. You're not a daddy talker. No, 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 no. Dirty no, talk like to that. me is like you're talking about some fucked up shit that you like, that some kinky things that you really like. Yeah. You're going there to do some things, to do some things. Yeah, and to yeah, do yeah, some yeah. Th yeah. Situational. <laughs> I like dirty situational talk. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever faked an orgasm? Wait. What? Okay, so as a female, I never knew that this existed until like a year ago. I was having a conversation with some of my male yeah. friends, and they were like, "Yeah, guys do that all the time." I'm like, 
What? I don't know about all the time, but well, I have before. He's saying is they weren't saying like they were, but they're like it happens more times than you think. And he was like, I didn't want to because I was so fucked up that I couldn't, I didn't couldn't finish, so I just didn't want to insult her, so I just acted like I did. And I was like, that happens? Like that's a real thing? Yeah, yeah. And then I he's like, I bet you're thinking about all the people that are done to you. I was like, it's never happened to me. It's probably happened to me, but I don't really know. So yeah, you've done, you've done I, it more than once. I, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. I, once or twice, but it, it, like like he said, it was me maybe a little too much to drink, something or whatever, and I was just like, I'm not gonna come, and I just don't even wanna, like, you know, whatever, and, oh, I just came and then done, yeah. So you faked it. Yeah, faked it. Mm, yeah. Faked it, all right. Biggest turn off? Um, Brain-wise, brain I'm, I'm a sapiosexual like a mother. Okay. Yeah, bra brain, brain stuff to me is, it's my turn on, it's my turn off. But what's a, what did you, what's the term you use? Because I say demisexual, and that means that I have to be mind stimulated and sexually. But what is what did you say? Sapiosexual. So what is a sapiosexual? Sapiosexual is kind of the same thing. Okay. Like mental. Okay, so I wonder what's the difference? Why are these two different words? What's a demisexual and a sapiosexual? Maybe, I don't know. We should look into it. <laughs> I don't know. Either. Are we learning new things here? Private talk. <laughs> All right. Next card. See, it's not too bad. It's light. Yep. It's fine. Light. Yep. Ace of. Diamonds. All right, spicy question. Mm. Most embarrassing thing that's happened to you sexually? Do you have one? There has to be one. That's happened. Embarrassing? That's, yeah. that's a hard or one. Or maybe it could be like the person, it was maybe it's not your story, but their story or something happened. Um, Embarrassing. I, no, nothing. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know about embarrassing. That's a that's a hard. Okay. One. Have you ever been turned down for sex? Yes. Have you ever thrown up on someone during sex? No. Has anyone ever thrown up on you? <laughs> Not thrown up on me, but maybe a gag reflex with a little. Okay. Yeah. With a little <laughs> little thing. <laughs> a little. Well. Yeah. Okay. Um. Ever stayed in a relationship for sex only? Yes. Okay. Next card. I feel like I have to tippy-toe around him to do these questions. Why? You can ask me anything. I'm cool. Okay. Ace of hearts. Romantic. Would you consider yourself a romantic? Yes. What's the most romantic thing you've ever done for a partner? Um, I don't know about the most romantic, but, you know, I mean, just all of my... When so I you're always be, romantic. I'm pretty much always romantic. Um, I mean, obviously not over the top, but, yeah, I mean... You know, I'm a chef, so I cook. I'm very, um, I'm very open with my emotions and my feelings, and and I like, you know, does that I'm a pleaser. Does that happen through your cooking? Does what happen? Like how you say you're open with your emotions. Your no, feelings. no, so talking. Like with your with your partner. So if, like, if you're cooking talking. something to them, like for them, like is it like a love creation of food at the same time, or is it? No, but different. I mean, the love creation of food is just, you know, I mean, people love food, but. No, just having a conversation, like talking to someone. But and you know how like Jamaicans say, like, I make it with love. Like, that's what I mean. Like, you know, it's where it's like the intentions of it is it supposed to be like semi-erotic or have done those things where because it was an occasion and it like set the mood or the tone. No, I mean, I, I, I know. I just like, I so like. you just like to fucking cook I'm all a the pleaser. Time. I'm a all pleaser. Right. I like people. What is your sign? Are you a Libra? Taurus. Mm, oh, Taurus. okay. You're but, but I'm a pleaser. So okay. I like to please. I get turned on by pleasing somebody. Okay. So if, 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 if I know that I'm pleasing them. It, it, it really it really turns me on. What's the most difficult dish you can cook? Oh, I mean, I can cook French, <laughs> Italian, Spanish. Um, you know, um, the most difficult 
um, what's a difficult dish? I don't know. I don't fucking cook. Well, I mean, I cook, but I'm not a chef, so I don't know. But the thing that's that you've like taken the most time to like make a, um, a presentation for somebody. Maybe like the hours within it that it takes to do it, or something that you wouldn't normally cook, or I don't know your chef skills. Yeah, Tell us. That's why I we're mean, asking like, you here at Private Talk. I mean, yeah, I, you know, I had a restaurant, so I, you know, it was Italian. It was down in West Hollywood, um, and that was a, an Italian menu. Um, I, do you uh, cook anymore? Yes, I cook all the time. Okay, but you don't have a restaurant anymore, or do you? No, I don't have a restaurant anymore. No. Okay, we were just but, talking but, but, about but it mean, in the past tense, so that's why I was. But every, I mean, like I'm, I'm cooking every. I, anyone who knows me, they come over to my house. I cook amazing dinners. I'm always cooking myself dinner. My daughter rarely ever gets any food from takeaway or anything. I'm always cooking her. Um, you know, if there's anyone special in my life. I'm okay, so then not the most difficult. What's the most? What's the most common? What's your like go-to meal that if someone's going and you know it's going to be like. Oh Everyone's yeah, just just it. simple. Maybe yeah. maybe like a bronzino with um, you know olives, capers, a white wine sauce. Um, just very very steamed spinach. Very healthy. Whatever whatever. I'm trying to, yeah, trying to do the like, healthy. Keep yeah, it like. like perfect date night. Do you have one? Um, perfect date night. Where you're not cooking the bronzino. Okay, perfect date night <laughs> is um, that's just good conversation. Good conversation turns me on. And then you know, obviously, from there, if um, if it's if it's if, if it's a mutual feeling, then so you have then, sex on the first date. Yeah, by, by far. Yeah, I don't have to, but yeah, I'm not. But if it, it down. happens, it happens. Yeah. and we're all adults. Yeah. Taking a call during sex. Um. Yeah, I've done that a lot. <laughs> Why? Um. And do you keep going, or do you stop the mood? No, 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 no. I'll be like, let's say the person we're having sex, and I'm like. Like, I don't want to talk on speaker. So that's and what turned you on. No, but I, if I have to take the call, I take it. And the other person sees that I'm talking. And, and I think that girls get a little, like, turned on. And they try to make you sound like you're getting fucked. Mm. Where they're like, and they're fucking a little harder. Where you're like, yeah, and I'll, okay, so I'll, I'll call you back. And the girl gets turned, I don't know. You both get mentally silly. If someone answered, if it only happened to me one time, I was definitely upset. But if it was a situation like that, I definitely would make it to an uncomfortable situation where if like they didn't know something was happening, they didn't even know. Yeah. They'd be like, are you working out, sir? What's yeah, exactly. What's wrong, what's wrong sir? Yeah, exactly. Girls and girls like that. Are you winded? Yeah. <laughs> you winded. Naked or lingerie? Um, naked. Favorite place to be kissed? My mouth. <laughs> I feel like you wanted to say something else. <laughs> but deal breakers in a relationship. Um, a deal breaker if, if you can't compromise. Okay. How long is the longest you've ever gone without sex? Couple months. Couple like three, couple like six. No, like, like three, about three months. Okay. All right, last card. It is a spade. So, no, it's not a spade, it's a club. Kinky question. I feel like you're a very kinky man, but you're only gonna tell me what private time, <laughs> certain things in private time. <laughs> All right, um, ever been in an orgy? No. Any fetishes? Do you have like a foot fetish, a big booty fetish, a big no. tit fetish? Just like no. none? None. You're just a sexual being. Just a sexual being. I so like you don't, You're not like Christian Grey, you have like a sex dungeon in your house somewhere? Like nothing? Nothing, no. I don't know. You're you're smiling and turning red all at the same time. <laughs> you have a drawer? Like, is there? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, you can have your little, you know, your little, your little, your, your little drawer or whatever, you know, your toys, this, that, whatever. No, we don't know. know whatever. That's why we're asking you. Oh, yeah, you. yeah. So, like, you know, it, it never hurts to have some accessories around, uh, you know. Have you ever been walked in on masturbating? Yeah. Did you keep going? Fuck no. <laughs> it was by a family member and I was young. Oh, no. We don't weird. want that. Yeah. Ever had a partner too kinky for you? Yes. And not a partner, but a girl I met. What was the, what was the? She was just too OD all the time, like just too over the top. It was just like there so was no just normality. Dick twenty four seven. No, it wasn't even just wanted dick all the time. She just wanted everything too, like everything was just like too much, like choke this, fat, eat, but uh, like that, like everything like was 24 just twenty four seven. It was like, babe, can you like we just like like can we cuddle? Yeah, can we cuddle? <laughs> like watch a girly movie and cry together or something. So do you like to cuddle? I'm not opposed to it. I like it. But, but you're, but you're oh, a side piece. So like, do side piece cuddle? My, in my definition of side piece, you can cuddle. So if there's a definition. Can you explain to Private Talk what the side piece definition is? So I mean, just for a person like me yes, specifically. For um, yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm everything that your man can be. So I'm um, affectionate, loving. I got your back. I'm gonna try to help you out in all possible ways for you to your dream elevate. to go there, elevate you. Okay. Um, we could travel. We can. You know, amazing sex stuff. You know. Okay, um, this all sounds like boyfriend material. Where's the side piece? Like, what's the because, because what's the kicker? What's the kicker that are like, oh, you, you motherfucker? Because this is a type of situation that women are like, yeah, you're great, but fuck you. No, 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 because that allows you to have your freedom and do whatever you want to okay, go do. But that's do. what we're talking about. What is that? Like, yeah, it allows the girl to have their freedom. Okay, but women like freedom. Yeah, so she can have her freedom. She can date whoever she wants. There's no, there's so no label. So the exclusivity is what makes a side piece. Is what you're saying? And, and also, you know, it's also um, kind of like because it's um, like well, they, what it was a new song. I think it was like it was just like I don't know. I think it was like mulatto and like Twenty One Savage. It was like if you're lying, it's something about if you're because it sounds like you're having like relationship sex, but not having a relationship. So it's like something about you don't lying, have to answer lying to about other. pussy. You don't have to, I you forget don't, exactly the words, but I'll figure it Okay, but you don't have to answer to each other in, in regards to what you're doing or where you're at or be accountable okay. to each other. So there's no commitment. There's no commitment. Okay, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, again, it's like a lot of people think that that's a bad thing and they say side piece, whatever. I think that it's just a lot of people, as long as you communicate. Like, and so you say that up front. There's nothing wrong with it. But if you lead someone into it and then But that's, that's what you're saying, doing. the yeah. leading up to. So it's like if you were being like, Yeah, I'm gonna be the great thing, whatever, but you're never gonna be my boyfriend. Yeah, or yeah. Girlfriend. Then that's what yeah. I'm saying. It's like that. What what's the kicker? There's always something. But I feel like as an adult, you either know who you wanna spend your time with or you don't, and then you, you navigate I think those mine, things. Because we're all busy people, but we make time for what we wanna make time for. That is the truth. But I feel like mine is the reverse. So I go into it with that. Mm -hmm. The other person would have to agree to that in advance before we hook up or do anything hookup wise. Once we're doing that, then if we're vibing so good, then we can start thinking about locking shit down. Mm, so you need the vibe to be good before you lock the shit oh, down. A lot of people lock shit down in the beginning to try because they're scared of losing or that's just the way or that they are. they just they don't are. have great sex. Yeah, exactly. Because that's I feel fact. like that's a lot of things. I feel like a what I've learned in my personal growth journey is sometimes we, because not the validation, but it's like sometimes if we don't wait for what the really like the, the big thing picture is, yeah. then we deal with scraps that are like things that we don't really want. And then we have bad relationships that exactly. don't really work out because you're settling. So yep. if you settling. Don't settle That's a huge part. And you don't have boundaries and you won't know what you really need to go to the top. Exactly. 
in everything from relationships. That is a fact. Thank you so much. That concludes Truth With Texas. Can we know your social media, where we can follow you, support you, all the things that we have going on here? Stephen Belafonte one, that's S-T-E-P-H-E-N, Belafonte one, that's my Instagram. And my Twitter is Stephen Thinks one, and my whatever, I don't even really use anything else. Yes, all right, we will follow you all of it. Stefan, thank you so much for being a part of Private Talk. I appreciate your honesty, your openness of being, just getting your message out there. I think it's about time that you speak up for yourself because it's unfair for you to be put in a box that you don't belong in because you are innocent and you haven't done anything wrong than be in a relationship that didn't work and all of us have been falling victim to that. So thank you so much for your time. Let's let's try to get some of these journalists, some of these organizations that are supporting her to ask these important questions. That's all I, I really all I want is a little accountability because there are real victims out there and the real victims deserve better than somebody using their story, their pain to get sympathy to bash someone else. Agreed. That's it. And accountability is big. So if you guys are up for the challenge, yep. ask her those questions ask. and we'll see what she I challenge says. everyone to ask. All right, guys, until next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.